Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from the lands of the Gadigal people. This is ABC News Daily. When Iranian woman Massa Amini died after she was arrested for breaching strict dress rules for women, protests erupted not only in Iran but across the world, including in Australia. But some of those who attended rallies here say they're fearful because they believe they're being watched by the regime. Today, background briefing reporter Mahmoud Fazal on his investigation into how Iran intimidates its critics in Australia. My name's Mahmoud Fazal and I'm a reporter with the ABC's background briefing program. We're hearing a protest there in Melbourne where thousands of people turned out demanding freedom for the women of Iran. So we've we've been seeing protests spreading around the world since the death of Masa Amini, who was found dead after being detained for allegedly not wearing her headscarf in the proper way. Videos posted on social media show tens of thousands of people marching to the cemetery where Masa Amini Videos was buried. Videos posted online by the Norway-based group Iran Human Rights show chaotic scenes of bloodied victims being carried through smoke-filled air. Protesters are calling for an overthrow of the theocracy, seeking a kind of secular democracy. Among the protesters in Australia is a woman who we got to interview, who we've called Yasmin to protect her identity because her family could be in danger. Hello, hello. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Who is Yasmin? And you mentioned that her family could be in danger and you need to protect her. Why does she need that protection? So she came to Australia uh, seven years ago after fleeing Iran. She ran into trouble with the morality police, the same authorities that Masa Amini was detained by. Yasmin was driving with her sister along an infamous street where young boys and girls would meet and exchange numbers, uh, all of which is illegal. Uh, So uh, I was talking to my cousin. I said, like, let's go out, let's have some fun. Some men told her to turn the music down. I think, like, he was showing me with his hand that, like, put your hijab properly. She told them to F off. And he pointed his gun to my head and he said, like, are you swearing at me? I'm going to show you. Yasmin was promptly arrested and charged with serious offences such as sex trafficking. Crimes, like, I'm a prostitute. I was trying to manipulate other young girls on the street and take them to my uh, team. Yeah, these are really big things in Iran. And so Yasmin was taken to the same prison as Masa Amini, uh, the Vozara detention centre. She was beaten with her sister as they were arrested. Mm. They were throwing punches and uh, kicking. Um, The other guy was bashing my sister and he kicked my sister. But what was more concerning uh, was the crimes they were charged with. Um, 
being punishable by death, a capital offence. She spent all night thinking she'd be stoned to death. Like dying is something, being stoned to death is another thing. Honestly, I was thinking, I'm done. I'm I'm not going to see the outside world again. Fortunately, she wasn't convicted of those harsh allegations and was eventually released. But since she's come to Australia, um, she says, following recent events, um, that her sister has become one of those protesters out on the streets of Iran. Like, she was attacked last week by the extremists. It's so uh, scary because, like, what if one of them shoots? You know what I mean? Yasmin also wants to protest, but she says she's scared to do so publicly. She shouldn't be scared in Australia, should she? So why is she scared? What she and many other Iranians I've spoken to have said uh, is that they're being watched. There's a presence of the regime or their informants here in Australia. And she's not the only one. We spoke to another man, Masood, who was organising a lot of the protests up and down the East Coast, who had actually taken photographs of some of the people uh, at the protests who were filming protest organisers. Right here in Australia, they come and like films us, everyone knows about it. He went so far as to report that to the police. It was so bad that this time the Australian police actually promised us that they are not going to let them do that again. Yasmin also has a friend who couldn't renew her passport after protesting in Australia because she she claims that the, the people at the embassy had said they'd seen her uh, at the protests. Her fear uh, is basically that the regime has power even in Australia. And so she fears that Iran has people in Australia watching or keeping track of what she's doing. Is there any firm evidence that that is happening? I've spoken to several people who say that after they've been at protests in Australia, their family in Iran have been visited and threatened by the authorities. Mm. Human Rights Watch has uh, said that this is a common tactic that they've used over the past decades, uh, the regime. The people I've spoken to say that this specific technique is working. People are afraid to speak out. Most of these people won't speak publicly for fear their family will be targeted. There was one woman who we spoke to, Saha Golizadeh, who actually decided to speak out for the first time. Mm. She's a prominent member of the Iranian community, a former president of the Iranian Society of Victoria, and she's been using her social media platform to out Iranian officials and dox them, essentially. Mm. I started uh, broadcasting on on my social media, saying that I'm your voice because the government cut down the internet. So I said that I will publish your posts. Mm, and she's happy not to protect her identity. I mean, she's she's taking a risk, is she, by doing that? Uh, an incredible risk. Um, mm. It is incredibly brave because she's, she's told us um, her family in Iran have been targeted and threatened. They went to my parents and they said that... Uh, you have to ask your daughter to stop. They told her to stop, but she refused, and um, they threatened her father's business. Uh, She hasn't been able to speak to her father because the phones have been tapped. 
but her sister says she's also been arrested because of Sahar's actions. More than 10 times they have taken her for the questions and they said that she has to stop and I have to stop as well. Otherwise, she will, she will lose her job and they will take her to the custody. The regime even went so far uh, as to draft a text they had a relative of hers uh, send to her, telling her to say if she'd been brainwashed. It, it read like a kind of confession. Mm. Um, she was asked to sign it and post it on her social media platforms. Mm. So did she did she do that? Did she comply with that demand? Uh, she did not. Um, mm-hmm. She says uh, she has her family's support, even in the face of these threats. Mm. But she has been too afraid to go to the protests over the past few weeks. Mm. She's decided to stay home. If there are Mahmoud Iranian agents monitoring these protests and monitoring the people at these protests... Is there anything Australian authorities can do or are doing? Because we live in a democracy. We have the right to protest. This shouldn't be happening here. Yeah, but it's it's not clear what they're doing. Some of that is because organisations such as ASIO can't comment mm. on, you know, intelligence. Um, but some experts in this space say there's a lot more the Australian government could be doing. You might remember Dr. Kylie Moore Gilbert. She's the British-Australian academic who was jailed in Iran for two years on an espionage trial. Mm. Both her and the Australian government reject her charges as baseless. But she says the threat from Iranians operating in Australia is real. Mm -hmm. There are Iranian intelligence, and I've been targeted by them myself. (laughs) And also Iranians who are sympathetic to the regime, who could be prevailed upon to provide information or inform on their compatriots in Australia, even if they're not trained up members of the intelligence. She says she's pretty sure her lectures are being monitored Mm -hmm. and that she's become the target of hacking by the Iranian government. I have had some of my events monitored by Iranian individuals in a suspicious way and it's probably because I haven't gone away quietly and I've continued to speak out. Mm, Wow, so what does she think the government should be doing or authorities should be doing about this? She really thinks the Australian government need to push back harder against Iran. The regime is literally massacring teenage girls on the streets. It's not good enough that we say, oh, we have trade interests or we have diplomatic interests maintaining good relations with Iran, therefore we're going to do nothing about that. I think we need to reflect on what our values are as a society and the foreign ministry, the government needs to join our international partners in taking a firmer stance on what's happening in Iran today. One thing they could do is to follow the US and other countries in declaring the Revolutionary Guard Corps a terrorist organisation. They could also be imposing stricter sanctions on key people in the regime. Many of the regime have children who study in Australia. And even the current communications minister, uh, the man responsible for the internet crackdown, was awarded a PhD at University of New South Wales. And of course, we're still seeing protests in Iran itself. We know a lot of the protesters have been killed. You've spoken to these Iranians here. It must be so difficult for them to watch that from afar. It's incredibly difficult for them, but they want to stand up and take part and take part in that sacrifice. When I've gone to these protests, it seems clear that people are willing to stand up in spite of these threats. (laughs) 
One recently I went to in Bondi in Sydney, there was a protester who spoke about the fact that his family support him, um, support his advocacy and his protesting because they know it needs to happen. I called my family and I told them, you may get arrested. You may get arrested because I'm, I'm active They here. understand that there might be a price for their resistance, but they're willing to take that risk. We all got to pay a price and we got to support our people. Right now, they're dying. Mahmoud Fazal is a reporter with Background Briefing. You can hear his full report on the ABC Listen app. In Iran, where there have been rolling protests since Massa Amini's death, security forces have undertaken a severe crackdown, arresting around 10,000 people, including dozens of journalists. It's thought that more than 300 people have been killed. This episode was produced by Flint Duxfield, Sydney Peed, and Chris Dengate, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. You can find all our episodes of the podcast on the ABC Listen app. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.